Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we're here to bring you the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it a blessing and an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 87 of our podcast. Well, listen, BCU family, we have a general audience's post once again in the way of encouragement and a very familiar story. So please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with a fixed fight, the story of David and Goliath. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we're going to get started momentarily. I just want to first say welcome back to my longtime listeners. So very glad uh, that you're here and for your faithfulness uh, to the BlendCouragesYou.com site and the podcast. And if this happens to be your first time listening, welcome once again. Thank you so much for stopping by. And I certainly do hope that you will consider becoming part of the BlendCouragesYou.com family. All you need to do is subscribe to the Blend Encourages You site. That's it. It's free. And once you do that, you are officially part of the BCU family. So please go ahead and do that if you have not done so already. All right, so let's get into our topic of discussion, David and Goliath. Now, this is a story that many of us that grew up in church or had family members that uh, were part of the church used to tell us. Uh, this is a story that is classic, it's timeless, and it is relevant even today. So if you have not read the story of David and Goliath recently, I certainly do urge you to do so. I, I guarantee you it's going to be a blessing to you and you're going to glean a lot of spiritual nuggets. So I'm not going to go through the entire story here verse by verse, just some of the highlights and what stood out to me in a spiritual way that is going to, again, be a blessing to you, I'm sure. So the story of David and Goliath is found in 1 Samuel chapter 17. It starts around verse number four and ends around verse number 54. And what happened here, for those that may not be familiar with the story, and if you are, we're just going to go over some highlights once again. It tells how this giant Goliath, he was the champion of the Philistines. What Goliath did, he taunted his enemies, the Israelites, God's chosen people. He did this twice a day for over a month. Can you imagine just bullying the Israelites? And what he was doing was looking for someone to fight him. Now, Goliath was quote unquote kind enough to make a deal with the Israelites in this taunting that he did. His deal was if the Israelites won, then the Philistines would be their servants. But if he won, the Israelites would be servants to the Philistines. And you can read about that in detail in verses 8 through 10 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. So 
BCU family, this giant, Goliath was almost 10 feet tall. He had all of this armor and probably this big booming voice. And the Israelites knew that if they stepped to Goliath, that they would instantly lose. So as Goliath was doing his taunting, he may have thought, I wonder if he thought in his mind, you know what? I've got them right where I want them. So while he is doing this taunting twice a day, the word of God tells us in verse number 11 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, that the Israelites were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now keep in mind, BCU family, that these were the same people who experienced the blessings of God and they did get a little chastisement as well. But what probably put them into this, this state of panic and fear was that Goliath was so big and again had all of this armor and he talked so confidently. So he frightened his opponents to the point that no one wanted to fight him. That is until David, a youthful shepherd, came by. So in enters David, and David was not a part of this original battle. So uh, the Philistines and the Israelites were in this valley and, and going through this battle. And David actually was sent down to that valley because his dad had asked him to bring down some food uh, for everyone there and to also check on his older brothers and to bring back a report. So as David went down to uh, bring what it is that his father Jesse had asked him to do, uh, he noticed that when Goliath came out, the men of Israel, when they saw him, they ran from Goliath and that there were, they were sore afraid. And the men of Israel, you know, asked the question and said, have you seen this Goliath? Have you seen him? Uh, surely to defy Israel, he has come up and that the man that kills him, the king will reward him with great riches and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. So there was a reward to get this Philistine Goliath uh, taken care of. No one wanted to do it because they were afraid. So David is seeing all of this action and he got a little angry and he wanted to know, you know, who is this guy? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God. In other words, you know, we know God. And, and who is he to get up in our faces? And that's um, in verse number 26 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. So as David is talking, he's angry and his brothers get angry at David. Like, you know, what are you doing here? And what's going on? Why did you leave the sheep? And David's like, listen, you know, what did I do now? <laughs> what is the issue? So David just kind of left his brothers and uh, went on and continued talking to the people. So as David is listening to this story about how Goliath is continuously taunting these people, David finally said to uh, King Saul in verse number 32 of 1 Samuel 17, let no man's heart fail because of Goliath. Thy servant, meaning David, said, I will go out and I will fight with this Philistine. Now, Saul is a little skeptical about David's offer. 
And he says to David, well, listen, you know what? You're a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. So he's older than you and he's been fighting longer than you have. And David said to Saul that, you know what? I am a shepherd and in keeping the sheep, there was a lion that came after the sheep. And what I did is that I went after that lion. I smote him. All right. And there also was a bear and I smote him too. So David, in his confidence in God, in verse number 37 said, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So David was confident that God would actually grant him favor in this situation. So Saul went to get some armor for David so that it would be... um, a fight that would somewhat be equal. Let me get something for you to help you to be able to fight this Philistine. And, you know, when David went to put on the armor, it just didn't work well. He says, you know what? I I can't. I can't do this. This doesn't fit properly. And David took off the armor. And what he did with his staff in his hand, David went and chose five smooth stones out of a brook. And he put them in a shepherd's bag. All right. So he had a sling in one hand and he drew near to Goliath. And when Goliath saw David, he, he says, you know what? <laughs> really? Am I a dog that you're going to come to me with this, this young boy? Goliath said, you know what's going to happen here? I'm going to feed your flesh, little man, to the birds and to the beasts. Come on here and let's get this going. So again, still trying to intimidate uh, David with his voice and with threats. So verse number 45 says, you know what, Goliath? You know, you come to me with your armor, your sword and your spear and with your shield. But, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Verse number 46 says, This day, not tomorrow, not next week, but this day will the Lord deliver you into my hand and I (laughs) will smite you and take your head from you and give the carcass of the host of the Philistines to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And verse number 47 says, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Verse number 48 says, And when it came to pass that Goliath arose and he got up to get into David's face, David made haste and ran toward the army to meet (laughs) Goliath. David put his hand in his bag. He got his stone and he flung that stone and smote Goliath right in his forehead. And that stone sunk into his forehead and Goliath fell on his face dead. So as the Lord was walking me through this story, there are three points that he showed me here. 
The first point is, is that notice Goliath never touched the Israelites. Never touched them. All Goliath did was speak to them and they fell to pieces. And you can go back and read about that in verses 8 through 10. Again, in 1 Samuel chapter 17. So in comparison, if we needed to uh, apply this to us today, the adversary is a type of Goliath. He taunts, accuses, brings feelings of doubt, fear, and worry, sometimes to the point that we are paralyzed so that we fall apart and we will not fight. BCU family, we may not like to hear this, but we actually allow, yes we do, we allow the enemy to stop us from doing what God has called us to do. For example, we may draw back when we notice the stern, unsmiling faces at church when we get up to testify, speak, teach, or whatever it is that God has called you to do. We may stop praising God freely because of the way that someone is looking at us when we do it. We could stay out of the prayer line, fearing the congregation will be wondering why we're up for prayer yet again. We think, well, what if God doesn't? Or maybe people will laugh. Or what if I mess up? The list can go on and on. I'm sure you understand what it is that the Lord is trying to say here or that the Lord is saying here. And a scripture to help us with the fear of people uh, comes from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. And Solomon tells us here that the fear of man brings a snare but whosoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe so are we going to go with the fear of what man does or do we want to trust what God has told us to do question here is whose side are we trusting on are we leaning to our own understanding or are we going with what God says BCU family, I'm going to go into point number two. Let me just uh, say this before I get into point two, that there are certain circumstances, situations, and things that happen in this life where fear, worry, and doubt will creep in. We live in these natural bodies, and when something occurs, automatically, depending on what the situation is, that fear can come in immediately or the worry or the doubt. So it's not a matter of stopping it from coming because we live in this flesh and that's the fleshly reaction. What it is for those of us that have the Holy Ghost down on the inside, what we want to do when those feelings come, when that spirit comes, that we want to remember to react in the spirit versus feeding the flesh. Let's talk about that in um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, verse number 45. This is what David said to Goliath just before 
uh, that fatal uh, <laughs> that fatal stone to the forehead. So David said, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. So in other words, all of these things in the flesh to protect your flesh. All right. David said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. I love, love, love that verse, BCU family, because David had total confidence in God and in the ability that God gave him. And he spoke that thing in boldness, in faith, and in authority. And to top it off, David didn't have the Holy Ghost, but for many of us that are listening, we do. We've got the Holy Ghost down on the inside, according to Acts 2.38. So what that means is, is that we've got the power in the name of Jesus to speak just as boldly and just as confidently as David did. Many times what we do, we neglect the power that God gives us. We neglect that authority. And what we'll do is we'll let the enemy talk to us and continue to taunt us and to haunt us and to stop us from doing what God has assigned to us for us to do. So he'll talk about our body image or um, the way that we speak or how we look or that we're not qualified or whatever it is. And we allow him to sit us down just like he did for the Israelites when what we need to do is speak up just like David did. We've got to use our authority in the name of Jesus. And finally, BCU family, while we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, no, we do not need any stones or slingshots these days. Definitely not. We don't fight against flesh. What we do wrestle against are principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 tells us all about that. And that same chapter, Ephesians 6, tells us how to overcome all of those things, how we win. So our battles, BCU family, are fought and won with fasting, prayer, reading, and applying the word of God in faith, knowing that our God is God and following his battle plan, doing things his way ensures us the victory every time. God has never, ever, ever lost a battle. So the fight is fixed and it's fixed in our favor. And I don't know about you, but I am excited about that. All praises be to our God. So the bottom line here, BCU family, is, is that while there are some Goliaths in all of our lives from time to time, those of us who are Holy Ghost filled definitely do have the privilege to know that the same God on whom David relied is the same God that we can call on for our help. 
Psalm 98 and 1 reminds us that God's right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. And because Jesus lives down on the inside, we can rest in knowing that God is working on our behalf to ensure that we will be victorious according to his will. Glory to God in the highest. That's something right there to just stop and praise God for. So with the grace of God, please continue to fight on and share your victory with us. There's a section down in the comments area of the blendcouragesyou.com page. So go ahead and give us your testimony. Let us know how the Lord blessed you uh, in your victory. And if you're in a struggle right now, let us know that too. You don't have to give us details necessarily. You'll give us what you feel comfortable with. And we here at the BCU family will be praying you through. And we're going to be looking forward to your victory report as well. All right, BCU family, I tell you, the Lord stopped by here and blessed and encouraged my heart through this podcast, and I pray that it was the same for you. So we have to get ready to wrap up. Uh, Just before I do, a reminder, if you haven't already subscribed to the BlendCouragesYou.com site, please do so. It is free, and it's a great place with the help of the Lord to get the encouragement, inspiration, and information you're looking for based on the Word of God. Also, you can check us out daily on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And you can catch us weekly on YouTube. We usually post a Word of the Week video every Tuesday, so please check us out there. And uh, finally, you can listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio on Google Play, and on iTunes as well. So this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com getting ready to sign off. Thank you once again so much for stopping by. And until Lord will, the next time that we are together, may our God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, give you peace, and have you slay every Goliath in the name of Jesus as you stay on the wall.